Welcome to Credit Union Conversations Podcast with your host, Mark Ritter, a forward-thinking CEO who excels in helping credit unions, small businesses, and real estate investors succeed. Join Mark as he explores current trends, interviews industry experts, and get fresh insights on optimizing your operations and delivering the best possible services to credit union members. Hello, everybody. This is Mark Ritter, your host of Credit Union Conversations. I am the CEO of MBFS and New Direction Lending. And today, a little a bit of a twist for the listeners. I'm going to be doing my first solo show since our introductory episode. And thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Way back, I did kind of the origin story of this podcast, and we were doing webinars for our clients. And like many of you, I got sick of listening to webinars and people, my clients were the same, and uh, we really wanted to try something different. So our numbers are, are we're 10 times more people listen to the podcast than ever listen to the webinars. So we're really proud of that. We, we like uh, relaying some information and the updates about the credit union industry in a little bit easier to listen to format, and uh, you can do it. I've had people tell me they're mowing the grass, they're out in the yard, they're going to the gym, they're on their way to work, and it's not chewing up your day to kind of get a little bit of education on our industry. So today uh, is kind of a state of the year, and you're going to be listening to this about mid-year. So we're looking forward to kind of giving you the state of the world. I've really been on the the road quite a bit uh, after, much like many of you, after a two-year break. Uh, of a lot of conferences, everything is back to normal. And it seems like in the credit union space, they jam all the conferences into uh, about a two-month period. And I was uh, was lucky enough to present on a session at the recent NACUSO conference, which is the National Association of Credit Union Service Organizations. And that was at their show in Las Vegas, and we did a we were we were asked to do a session on presenting being a work from home company, and managing that and the good and bad of it, and and our journey as a remote company switching from somewhere that was in the office. And for those of you who've who've never uh, been to Nikuso, uh I would definitely put it on uh, the list of to go to conferences. It's back in a cycle of being in the springtime, and they alternate. uh, They've been in Orlando, they've been in Las Vegas, and they've been in one or two other places, but it seems to be rotating between uh, Orlando and Las Vegas for the next several years. And it's really just a top-notch collection of industry professionals directly from credit unions, from QSOs, from some of the top software companies, vendors around and it's really one of the more collaborative uh, efforts that we see in our industry where people can get together and, and talk about the business. I also uh, was lucky enough to do a, a session for the Cross States Credit Union Association. For those of you who've never heard of the Cross States Credit Union Association, that was the name actually from Pennsylvania Credit Union Association and the New Jersey Credit Union League merging a few years ago. This year was their first in-person event after being delayed for a few years at COVID, so I was excited. Uh, We were a sponsor for the uh, Cross States Credit Union Foundation, 
which is just a great organization under a new leader, Sue Ward DiOrio. And also, uh, we we spoke at a session giving the attendees kind of a state of the world in the business lending industry. Uh, and I was also lucky enough uh, last week to attend the League of Southeastern Credit Unions annual conference, uh, which is the League of Southeastern Credit Unions is the association that covers Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. And if you have a chance to attend that one, uh, you should go to. It is a great conference. They have it right in Orlando. And it's almost a 1,000 attendees, which is really uh, unheard of for a credit union association these days. But I really like to go to uh, these events almost as a state of the industry for what's going on in our business. I I like to find out when times are good, uh, if everybody else is doing good and we're following the pack and the troubles that we're having, if those are the same troubles as every everybody else. So I, that that is really one of the main reasons why I enjoy going to that. It's also nice to connect with the peers, our existing clients, and heck, every once in a while, we even talk to somebody new. But but to me, the value, I don't really look at it as a, as a sales business development opportunity as much as a networking event for me to learn, even if we're just uh, handing out some pens at a booth. So uh, yeah, the, the, the credit union industry is back open and the associations are having their conferences. So let's all get out there and, and, and shake some hands and uh, have some dinners and uh, talk about how things are. So because I got I to gotta tell you, times have just been historically good in our business, uh, and in particular through the first half of this year. Like many of you, uh, in the fall and late in the year, you do your budgets and present presentations on what you're thinking about for your industry and for your company. And in 2022, I couldn't have whiffed and been more wrong. We have uh, our first half of the year has just been explosive, even compared to record setting years in 2021 and 2020. And and this year, thankfully, there's no PPP loans to bog us down where we're making loans to businesses to, to grow their business. So 2022 has just been a blockbuster year compared to the previous years and completely out of nowhere. Now, as, as I record this, uh, what, what we're really looking for is what will the rest of the year be like? So uh, there, there's a lot of unknown factors out there in the inflationary environment, in the interest rate environment. So time will tell. You know, I, I've been involved in credit union business lending for coming on 20 years, which makes me officially old. And one of the things that I always try to talk to credit union executives about is that commercial loans will really, and many times, run counter-cyclical to consumer loans. We see it just in days that our consumer loans are busy, it's a little slower. And seasons where consumer loans are busy, it's a little slower in commercial lending. And now, as, as an industry, as you may know, rates are going up, and uh, 
we're really seeing the commercial loans uh, skyrocket. The day uh, when interest rates were just uh, increased 75 basis points, we got flooded with new loan requests. And it was like that for the previous interest rate requests. Every time the rates go up, we get flooded with loans. So we're really seeing the, those trends go up. And we, 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 we think the volume levels will, will be consistent, particularly when it comes to some of those real estate transactions. We're going to have to monitor those small businesses that are a little bit more interest rate sensitive that, that can affect our business. And another piece that I talked about at the Cross States Credit Union in particular, we dug into some of the delinquency numbers. You know, every time when I talk to a credit union, the first thing when they talk about the portfolio is they say, we don't have any delinquency. Well, you don't have any delinquency and neither does anybody else. So our industry, you know, last year, the industry's rate, charge-off rate was six basis points, which to me is virtually zero. And most of that was still tied up in some legacy taxi medallion portfolios. So at some point, we're going to get back to a quote-unquote normal delinquency rate. That may be 50 basis points charge off, 40 basis points charge off. But whatever it is, it's got to, it has nowhere to go but up. When we're at a, a stati- close to a statistically zero uh, delinquency and charge off factor today, which is that's a concern for me because what I tell people is you're going to experience delinquency, prep for it now prep your balance sheet. But more importantly, it's a mental prep. Just because you have a loan go bad doesn't mean you made a bad decision or you have a bad portfolio. Now, it could be the case where you made a bad decision, but but generally loans are going to go bad. We accept that under for consumer loans and car loans and mortgages and all of those types of products. But in the commercial side, we tend to be more skittish. It's going to come up. It's going to happen. And whether if, if you don't have any delinquency right now, there's no better time to tell your board of executives, board of directors, the executives of the credit union, and to prep people for that delinquency that is going to come. Because most credit unions have a pretty strong balance sheet they can handle you know, that, that delinquency, that little bit of a charge off, a little bit of an increase in allowance. But sometimes mentally, people start to question the ability to service a business member, a business loan and house, what happened. So those are the pieces that we really want to, want to look out for and in, in, in making sure everybody's in the nice, in, in, a, in a good position and understands it and everybody's on the same page before the delinquency happens. Because it, we're, our, our industry is really positioned nicely to grow, to expand. 20 years ago, and I don't know how many times I'll say 20 years ago, but just bear with me. 
the the NCUA was had credit unions in a really tight box, and, and today there's no better advocate for credit unions supporting business members and business lending than the NCUA. They have really taken out every obstacle that we have, whether it be uh, policy limitations, any structural, how we structure loans, personal guarantees, flexibility for construction and unsecured there, there, there's really the only barriers uh, are the ones that we put in front of ourselves because the NCUA has really done a great job and doesn't get the recognition they sometimes deserve for supporting our industry and really helping us be an advocate. So it's, uh, it, it's going to be uh, an interesting second half and, and the question of the day that I always get asked about is interest rates. That is the hot button. Because it seems like for the last two years, uh, stop me if you've heard this one, but whatever rate you offered, there was somebody out there doing a lower rate. And uh, now, it's the, now it's the opposite. Interest rates are going raising. They're raising hard. And the nice thing about credit unions is that we are lending our own money and our cost of funds doesn't jump 75 basis points overnight because the Fed raises rates and we're borrowing our money. Our cost of funds will move up gradually. Now, we want to price things accordingly. In today's world, most of our deals are in the five and a half, five point seven five percent 5.75% range, which is going to give us a pretty healthy margin uh, but rates are going to go up and, and flatten out. So if you really compare the, the rates on business loans to compared to the other products of the credit unions, it's a really nice option because most of the rates uh, are really in business lending are really revolving around five year rates. So we're not getting into a lot of long term interest rate risk. Most of the time, the borrowers are paying for most of the fees and upfront, so you're you're really not talking about a high acquisition cost to put these on the on the books. And heck, I was looking at uh, some credit unions auto loan rates today that are as low as three and a quarter, uh, three point three and a half. They're hovering in that range. Uh, home five year home equities are in the. Uh, 4.75% range, whereas the commercial side, you can consistently still get that point, point and a half higher. And more importantly, you can get that complete relationship. And, and what I'm really telling people today isn't necessarily to price a loan. Make sure you're looking at pricing the portfolio, looking and setting limits and understanding every loan how it works collectively in your portfolio and not just a, an individual loan and we're pricing it at this to get the business. And compared to today's rates, you're going to have many, many loans on the books that are underwater compared to today's rates. Don't panic. If you did a loan two years ago, you can still sell that loan, even though it's priced a lot lower, 
Really, because if you think about it, what you have today isn't a five-year fixed-rate loan. It's a three-year loan that's that's going to be repri- it's it's going to be repricing in three short years. So you still have the ability to participate these loans and replace it with other high-yielding products. And many times it's easier to sell an established loan and that seasoned loan versus a brand new one because you do have that payment history behind you. But this year, uh, especially in the last two months, we have just seen a pretty sudden shift in the marketplace. And with regards to liquidity at the credit unions, and if you're like me, uh, all you heard the last two years was don't bring deposits, don't bring deposits. And now people are looking for deposits, they're looking for relationships, and there is no better solution for a credit union looking to build relationships, looking for deposits, looking for that unicorn of the complete member than a small business relationship. Now, the tricky part is a lot of other institutions know this as well, and it's a long sell, it's a slow sell, but it can be very, very sticky. And it's not something, you know, you can you can build loan assets by hiring one person and saying, go out there and build me some loans. Heck, we'll sell you some loans and put some assets on the book. But b- to build those relationships really takes that entire credit union from the branches, from the operational side, from the IT side, from the entire marketing standpoint. And it takes the entire credit union to build business member and those member relationships. And when it's done, it'll be the most, some of the most profitable relationships at the credit union, but it's not a flip of a switch and it has to be a proactive effort. Uh, You know, working with credit unions is one of my favorite things and really helping people, making loans is easy Building business members is the hard part, and that's that's the piece that I really enjoy uh, pushing those out there. So for any of you listening where that resonates and you're looking to do that, we'd love to talk to you and help you out in, in building those relationships because it's going to be a tricky second half of 2022 And heck, your guess is as good as mine into what 2023 and 2024 is going to look like and where some things are going to be uh, moving going forward. And when, when we sit down in a committee, really what we want the credit unions to understand is how your loan is getting repaid. And sometimes we gloss over that, but really... It's you have to follow the trail back and keep going to look at how your loan is going to get repaid. We're getting back to the basics of lending and we're go, all going to have to do a lot more due diligence going forward. And I'll give you the best example I have is, is the easy one I'll start out with is those multifamily deals or, or where there's a family or somebody renting a property, they're paying that rent with their 
that rent pays your loan. Well, where do they get the money from? They're getting the money by being employed. They're getting the money from their parents if it's student housing. Or they could be getting money from the government. And really not just looking at the rents that pay your loan, but going back a few steps saying, where are the people behind these getting their rents from? Uh, If you're close to a military base and you're renting to military families, that's pretty stable uh, because there you know the the Uncle Sam is going to pay the uh, pay the, the the soldiers. But if there's a factory that is maybe on tough times and that is a lot of your tenants, well, that could be a little bit tougher. And the same thing with retail businesses. How is this business doing? But who's paying that business? And the customers pay the business. And what's the base like for that customer base? In, in today's world, uh, the, the good example would be grocery stores. Going to groceries sucks these days. I don't know anybody who enjoys going to the grocery store paying a lot more money. But you know what? It's a necessity. The other thing that uh, a good example is I'm a collectible junkie and love sports collectibles. When prices skyrocketed, the first thing in my budget and expenditures that got cut was my sports collecting and football cards and all the other things that I like. And one of these days, uh, I don't have to, my wife will never listen to this show, but if she ever knew how much I spent on football cards during the good times over the last few years during lockdowns, she would be stunned. But when prices rise, that's the first thing that's getting cut from the budget. So the more discretionary your customers' expenditures are behind that business, the more you have to dig into taking a second look at that business and how needed that is and what it's going to be like. And think about your own budget, just like I did. You know, what we're cutting discretionary expenses because our primary uh, bills are going nowhere but up. And it's the same thing with warehouses and whose the tenants are, whether they're getting their money. So, so over the next several months, you know, I really challenge you not to just to look at the business financials, but to keep peeling back those layers to see how that business is getting their money and also where your members are getting their money and how susceptible is your local economy to those changes. You know, don't overreact in the credit union world to the macro business headlines, yeah, they'll impact you, but really what impacts you is what's happening in your local business, your local community where your members are, your local employer groups. Those are going to have as big, bigger impacts than the headline numbers that are on the 630 uh, news. So, Thank you for joining me on this solo show today. Hopefully you picked up a couple new things and feel free to pass this show along to uh, to some other folks that you know. 
And please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast network. You can go right on uh, your Google podcast or your Apple podcast app. That tends to be the easiest for people. And subscribe to Credit Union Conversations. We're really looking forward to continuing the show. We look forward to your feedback on what you like to hear, what you don't like to hear, and what we can do a little better. So thank you for joining us. I appreciate your time and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Credit Union Conversations podcast. Have a question? Visit markritter.com for more information.